and welcome to More Like Guidelines, an actual player game design podcast. I am your host and game leader, Jessica Crimes, she, her. And today I am joined by... I'm Goji, they, them, please. And no one else. That's right, it is the second of our Time Skip Interlude episodes. Last episode, you got to hear from Jester about how Instant Salute dealt with the fallout of the last mission. And with the following six months... Let's see what happens with Alias. Who's currently in prison. <laughs> yeah, Goji, where did we leave Alias? Alias, being the typical little shit he is, uh, kind of just walked away from the ensuing chaos and uh, went to go grovel at the feet of a local police officer trying to weasel some information out of him. And it did not work. It didn't work. It, so- it, so- it sort of worked. We got what I would call a, a, a smidgen of information, but... And then go, um, no, Goji wasn't taken for questioning. That would be a problem. Arlius <laughs> was taken for questioning. I mean, Arlius probably has some questions for me. It's been about three days. You haven't had a chance to shower or change or anything. You've got access to basic facilities in what is essentially a one-person holding cell that looks more like a student dorm for one person. It's bigger than you'd normally expect at least in the 21st century oh sick no rent but it's not kind it's everything is essentially bare metal and alias has essentially been there for the last three days other than when taken out for questioning how is alias doing what are they doing now as the camera pans around to find them oh they're fucking fine oh <laughs> is there a chair in the room perhaps a table there's A chair, a bed, a small protrusion from the wall, which is probably hiding some kind of, I don't know, pipes or whatever. But Alias has been using it as a writing desk, a desk, let's say. What would Alias be doing? Well, currently they're leaning back in their chair with their feet kicked up on the makeshift desk and they're just kind of whistling to themselves. They're they're doing just fine. (laughs) All right. Okay. You hear a klaxon sound and someone approaching your cell door. They are new. You hear the rolling of a wheelchair instead of footsteps, and you hear a voice you have not heard before outside the door clearing their throat. End of sentence. (laughs) End of sentence. Sorry, I forgot forgot that we have to do this. (laughs) Over. Copy. Over. (laughs) (laughs) Snake! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. That is right. The true villain of Biocore is Metal Gear. I, I, don't, I don't know if Metal Gear is actually a character in Metal Gear. Not that I've ever played a Metal Gear. It's the giant army mechs. Ah, all right. I'm just expecting Psycho Mantis to pop out of the walls now. Hello there, it's me, Psycho Mantis. Would you like to play a video game? This isn't content. <laughs> We're doing great, Jess. We're doing great. (laughs) We're only five minutes in. Um, So there is another little scurry of footsteps, which I reckon Alias has sharp enough hearing and enough practice now to recognize as the two guards constantly stationed in this corridor. You're not in a prison. You are in essentially a sheriff's office. 
All right. So there's only four cells with two guards standing watch over both of them and an interrogation room. And it sounds like it's time for you to head back there. A metal slot in the door opens for you to present your hands behind your back to be cuffed for transport. Oh, fantastic. A new contender. And he he does so. Okay. That all goes according to plan. They've been doing this multiple times a day, but until now you've always been speaking to the same person. A very, very tall, heavily built man who never gave you his name, but was positively unfriendly. (laughs) As one would expect. As you step out now, though, as well as your usual two guards who are called... Let's see. Do we have any names for guards? Biffo and Bofus. We've both said equally terrible things at the (laughs) same time. (laughs) I'm going to go with um, Biffo and Bombus. Biffo and Bombus. All right. Yeah, because this was a serious game with a heavy tone. You see someone else that you do not recognise. As you surmised, they are using a wheelchair. They have vitiligo, and which means essentially they have patches of different shades on their skin. And they have green hair. They use he, their pronouns, which you just magically know. And actually, yeah, because of your eye, because of your um, pulse net neural link up, you can just see everyone's pronouns and it makes it really convenient. Oh man, I wish, I wish that was how it worked. How's that for future tech? Oh man. And they say to you, my name is Operative Morgan and it's time that we had a conversation in private. I'll play your little game. I can ask nothing else. If you would be so kind as to follow me. They sort of... Saunter is not the right word. Neither is strut. More, more like a, a, a subdued mosey. They, they mosey behind. <laughs> like a peacock that's been tased. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. They're always sort of peacock-esque. Or just cock-esque. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you follow Agent Morgan into the same small room. It's... It's not a bare bulb hanging above a metal table, but it's pretty close. There's a water cooler in one corner. The light fixtures are built directly into the walls. And then there's a table with two chairs, all of which are directly bolted into the ground. There's no two-way mirror or anything like that. It's just a simple, austere, fairly brutal feeling meeting room, let's say. Who shall I expect the bad cop to be? Well, I've forgotten my voice. (coughs) It was sort of deepish and austere. Can I call you vain? You may, but it might be in vain. I was about to say that you have nothing to fear from me, but I fear that may have been an error if this is going to be the tone of our conversations. Please take a seat and let's talk like adults now. Agent Morgan gestures and the two guards step outside and close the door. I can assure you this conversation is not being recorded and will stay between us. You have some information that I need, and in exchange, I would be willing to investigate alternative housing arrangements, let's say. How about you start by telling me everything you know about the Echo? Well, right now, all I've got bouncing around in this brain up here is an echo of a thought, so why don't you tell me the real circumstances of this conversation, and then maybe we'll get started. Agent Morgan presses a button on a device 
built into their wrist. It's almost like a universal remote, it looks like. It's a, a touchscreen. They swipe a few times to swipe through different configurations of buttons, and then they tap one. And then I'm tased. And you feel a sharp jolt of yep. pain from the... <laughs> um, from the sticker-like module that they attached to your back when you were first incarcerated. We have protocols to follow, and I would encourage you to assist me in following them smoothly. Now, why don't you tell me everything you know about the Echo? I'm still not entirely clear what the difference is between the Echo and the Echo I was searching for the other day, so why don't don't you elucidate me first? I see that you are not in a helpful mood. I need to be absolutely clear. The privileges of my station do not allow me to dispense classified information freely, especially to criminals. And I fear that this may not be a one-time brush with the law for you, Alias Vane. Oh, dread. I fear this may not be your first encounter with locus enforcement at all. So how about you tell me what's going on? How about you tell me everything you know about the Echo, everything about yourself, everything about the circumstances in which you currently find yourself unraveled, and then I can see what we can do to help you. He ponders this for a minute, um, ponders the electrocution sticker on the back of his neck, which is always a pleasant thing to have on you when you're incarcerated, and he sort of, he steeples his fingers and and rests his elbows on the table as best as he can while handcuffed, um, trying to, to sort of maintain his, his position of, of relative power in the conversation. And he says, Have you ever been on a very shitty group project? I imagine not to the scale of what you're about to tell me about. Let's suffice to say it was an assignment I did not particularly enjoy. And as such, I imagine it is an assignment that you feel no further obligation towards and would happily sell out to save your own neck. If you would pardon the frankness of my tone, I rarely get involved when patience is a virtue. Oh, but you see, my dear Officer Morgan, that would be admitting defeat, and that's something I do not do so easily. Ah, good, good, good. You are strong of character. You'll last long in the cells. Take them back! Oh, dread. And so ends your conversation for the day. What does Arius Vane do when they get back to their cell? Okay, so the first question I have is, do I still have my mods? Or have they been somehow uninstalled? No, that would be... Very, very difficult to do without your consent. Okay. Give me more detail about the room. The cell? Yes. Okay. It it looks like the walls are just made of plaster. A very, very cheap and frankly fragile building material. But you know that there will be an on-site generator with several backups feeding a shield into the walls to essentially make them act like a force field. Inside the room, it's... Small, but not crushingly so. Nicer than any cell you would normally expect to stay in or would have stayed in previously. It is completely bare, apart from a metal bed frame with two blankets and a pillow on top of it. Very thin blankets. One to lie on, one to lie under. An absolute luxury for this kind of holding facility. Oh, wow, I'm honored. You also have a sink and a bathroom, because I haven't worked out if future people pee yet. (laughs) Everyone poops, Jess. It's a fact of life. That's true. Yeah. And also you have a desk. Uh, Well, what you have repurposed as a desk slash footstool and a a chair. 
All right. Is there any, like, covering on my makeshift desk that I could perhaps pry open? It looks like the top of it used to be a separate piece, but is now fixed in place. All right. Any any visible screws in the vicinity? No. Any electrical implements? I say hopefully. Tell you what. Let's see. One thing that I'm doing with these time skip episodes is developing the skill system a little bit. So Alias's background and attitude. Alias is a fixer yes. who prefers sharp and nurturing methods. Yes. So what from Alias's backstory? You don't need to go into too much detail, but just give me an idea of the kind of thing you'd be thinking would be a skill set that Alias regularly draws upon. Okay, so they definitely have experience brushing up with the law and being interrogated because they essentially ran a small gang back home. Yeah. Not not really a gang, more like a nefarious business. God, nefarious business is a good name for a fay. <laughs> nefarious business. That's sensibility. That that that's Askew's new oh god <laughs> new new mo nefarious business. So they have experience with I'd say not escaping but with gathering resources. Yeah, in supposedly re- resourceless situations, and very manipulatively convincing officials to be on their side. They have experience with like mind games. Mostly in situations where they don't have, like, a physical advantage, mm-hmm. which is, I'm going to say, when you're in, in handcuffs with an electrocution sticker on your neck. <laughs> that would do it. Yeah. Um, I will say that for now, you find nothing to pry apart and nothing to tamper with. It is clear that this room has been expertly designed. Is there anything in particular in the room that I can, like, interact with? No, actually. Is there anything in particular that Alice is doing other than waiting for the next time to be called out of the room? Arlius, I feel like in this situation would be formulating some kind of escape room plan, Mm -hmm. but I've never done an escape room and I'm not as good at, let's say, planning as Arlius is. So unlike them, I'm sort of winging it. Okay. So I'm I'm trying to think of the, the smartest thing they could do right now. And it's, it's probably just wait to glean more information. I'd say right now they're trying to get as much as they can while giving as little as possible. I'll tell you this. For the next three days, you get two meals through the door, same as ever. Same goddamn foul quality. How dare they? You still hear no official mention of charges being pressed. As far as you can tell, this doesn't really seem legal that they're keeping you here. Not that that tends to matter. (laughs) But for three days, you go from being interviewed two to three times a day to not being interviewed or leaving the room at all. What does this do to Alias? This sort of gets to him a little bit. He's a little more fidgety now um, while he waits. He's sort of losing track of time in his little solitary place, his little gruel corner. (laughs) God. (laughs) This goes on for, let's say, five days total until eventually you hear the same pair of guards footsteps and agent morgan's wheelchair and you see the metal slot in the door drop down without any announcement or fanfare for you to get yourself cuffed up for an interview Ah, i see what we're playing at trying to get me a little loopy are we it's not going to work they allow allow themselves to be handcuffed i was just gonna leave you going there and see how long that went on all right um yeah alias again heads down to the same meeting room You get given the same seat. You get offered a drink of water. Delicious. 
And again, Agent Morgan gestures for the other two enforcement officers. They aren't technically law enforcement, they're corporate security. Agent Morgan again faces you and says, So, are you going to tell me about the Echo? It depends on your intentions, of course. I'm sure you can surmise that much. You are in a bad situation, and it is only my good grace and interest in this particular topic that has stopped your situation being much, much worse than it is. Oh, story of my life. Tell me more. (sighs) (laughs) That's the appropriate response to interacting with audience. (laughs) Vane, I would encourage you, in just this one instance, to listen to your sensibility and fix your aim on getting out of here. I can help you with that. And we'll take a break there. And welcome back. So, Goji. Yes? What is Alias's reaction to hearing this totally normal, inconspicuous sentence? Definitely, definitely inconspicuous sentence. Um, they sort of... Their their eyes go wide for a moment. Then they give Morgan sort of... You, you know that expression people make when they say stuff like, Oh, you dog. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you card. They, 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 they give him one of those and um, lean in. Uh, they, they do the finger steepling thing again if they're, if they're physically able to because that's just how they cope with their situation. Yeah. And, and they sort of... Their, their tail is... Uh, flicking behind them with thinly veiled interest and they go go on i think we should potentially spell it out for anyone that might have missed it before the break it wasn't subtle it wasn't but agent morgan just dropped a sentence with the words sensibility instance and amen in it presumably to catch alias's attention which it has done you need to understand we have very strict protocols to follow here that you have had such a lenient, borderline pleasant time in our hospitality has been entirely because of me. Well, and of course, partly due to the fact that you mentioned a certain particular interest for Locus right now. I have told you before, you have been told every time you've been brought in here, that these conversations are not being recorded. You sincerely have my word. I would encourage you to think carefully about anything that you might have to say. But I am being sincere when I say that I want you to trust me, to work with me, and to tell me what you know, and that I sincerely believe it will be for your betterment. In a word like this, my dear, I have very little reason to trust anybody, but I'll I'll go ahead and give it a spin. Do you know what happens to people locust catch breaking their rules on their territory. Never mind the fact that there was a body discovered recently right outside a corporate-owned hotel, which no one has been able to trace back to a murderer. And when I say a body, I mean a body. They're not getting better no matter what we do. Oh my. They're distinctly not shocked. I'm sure it has nothing to do with you, but my colleagues are less certain. I need you to give me something that I can give to them. When they do, I will have more say in your immediate future than I otherwise might. I do not specifically belong to this branch. I am something of an agent, an attorney, a lawyer of renown within the locus hierarchy. All right, then. I, I, I'll ask. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm assuming the hotel we were, for lack of a better word, infiltrating has security cameras. Of course. Installed in there somewhere. Have you not simply gone over the footage? What do you know? It happened to get corrupted. Something to do with an EMP explosion on the hotel grounds again. Not to cast aspersions, but I imagine this might be something you've heard about. Perhaps. But I, I can assure you I had no direct hand in any of it. Your assurances aren't good enough. Locusts want information. If they don't get their information, you will be shipped to a standard operating procedure work camp. If you work with me, there will still be a debt to the law to be paid, but your service will be in a more favourable locale. Oh, there's always a debt of some kind. But I assure you, I am trying to work with you. If you would perhaps skew your own sensibilities a little bit. Tell me everything you know about the Echo. What is it? What forms has it taken? What can it do? Well, the one I saw was your run-of-the-mill, technologically advanced lady person. Not much more than that. That sounds like we're talking about the same person, then. Now, I understand that you may have feelings of obligation towards whoever it was that approached you and turned you onto this foolish path, and you may still feel obligations to the other people they dragged into it. I assure you that is not the case. You owe them nothing. They owe you nothing. Oh, believe me, loyalty is not something I find myself often burdened with. Then what's stopping you telling me? Let's say mistrust. I don't intend to grant any more power to the powers that be. Agent Morgan pulls out a briefcase, opens it on the table, and removes some forms. Okay. Mistrust is currently misguiding you. How about we look to something more concrete? How about we look to your... Self-interest. If I sign these papers, you will be assigned to work directly under my observation. It will not be comfortable, it will not be clean, it will not be safe. I'm sure it will not be anything like the lap of luxury you so clearly expect. But it will be better than being under the direct authority of Locus as one of their prisoners. So, how's that self-interest feeling? Mildly dissatisfied. Have a nice day. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> They're not really giving you much to work with, I'm sorry. That's totally fair. Well, Alias or Morgan? Both of them, but Arlius is like, if I'm not getting a fucking, like, chaise lounge, <laughs> you're not getting shit out of me. <laughs> no, no they, they, they would like, they, they sort of would secretly like the conversation to continue. But they're, 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 they're having fun with it. A guard enters, uncuffs you from the table and cuffs your hands behind your back again and leads you back to your room. Time passes. You're not sure how much. It had been, what, five days since you first arrived at this facility? Easily that passes again and more, but you're starting to lose track. The meals you're getting, you're still fed enough but the spacing between the meals feels like it's starting to slip, like you're being thrown off balance. This continues for nine days until you hear a familiar sound of someone clearing their throat outside your door. This time, the metal panel doesn't open, but you can hear that the two guards and Agent Morgan are outside your door, seemingly just standing there. Oh, good morning, perhaps night. 
perhaps even afternoon. I'm glad to see you, my good friend, my favored compatriot. Oh, don't worry, Vane. It's five o'clock somewhere, and I'm sure that's what counts to you. You clever little thing. You whiny little shit. Oh, that's the Morgan I enjoy. <sighs> Are you comfortable in that vein? Absolutely the fuck not. Now, now, language. These calls, these conversations, rather, are recorded. I was hoping to appeal to your sense of sensibility, especially given recent developments in the city outside your cell. I was thinking we could maybe talk on them, but alas, even my powers do have their limits. We could further discuss the arrangement I proposed and ways it might be modified in your favour, but I would need to indulge those at whose pleasure you are staying. If we're going to continue having our conversations in such a polite and pleasant manner, my employers would like to know that they are not fruitless. And so, here and now, in a conversation that you know is being recorded and that you know is going to be heard by a great many important people, I implore you to tell me what you know about the Echo, about what they had you do, about any changes they might have made to you, to your biocore, these mods that you've installed, any information you can give us, and we will be most grateful. I can assure you, Locus takes care of those to whom it feels indebted. What is the gratitude of a megacorporation worth? And anyway, I believe you're mistaking playfulness for reluctance. I see. In that case, and the metal window opens and presents for you to cough up. This time he does saunter. <laughs> he, saunt he saunters over and presents his wrists, his, his gale wrists. <laughs> How does Alias react when he realizes that they're not being taken to the interrogation room, but to one of the next cells over? A much smaller, more cramped cell. Aw, oh, man. Without the luxury of two blankets and a footrest. My blankets! <laughs> where, where are we going? No further. This is quite unexpected. I told you, Vane, my influence has limits. I might be enjoying our conversations, but if you're not willing to work with me, this is where it leads, here, and then smaller and worse, and smaller and worse, until you're spending your entire life in a cabinet with two murderers waiting for dawn so you can go, I don't know, pick some more servos. Out of old machine corpses. Is that what you think I've been doing? That's what's coming. That's what's next. If you don't work with me, that's what Locus will have you doing. You will be assigned to a reclamation team. You will not feel freedom. You will not feel this poisonous abundance of choice that you appear so married to again, ever. Uh, I'm not so easy to break, you know, he says, clearly freaking out a little bit. <laughs> Then, I'm afraid we have no choice but to put that to the test. We will talk, eventually. And the door closes. We leave Alias for now. We cut away. And we come back in, oh, let's say two months. <laughs> they're having a great time. They're, they're kind of dirty. They're not enjoying being dirty. Dirty boy. They're just a dirty little boy. Um, <laughs> and they're, they're not... They're not too happy about it. They're a little grouchy now. Not so much kicking their feet up as they are with their tail curled around themselves on the bed. Oh my god. What? No, I'm just loving this. Um, how has Alias been dealing 
with the solitary confinement. They've been composing sad poetry by scratching into the walls. Okay, I'll allow that. Um, because we established... <laughs> Well, because we established that they were forced fields and forced plaster, then yeah, you can do that to a very, very shallow depth, but it's absolutely doable. Okay. And I think we just cut to Alias being back in the interrogation room after two fucking months. It's been two fucking months. Apologies. Another of my wards required my direct attention. You enjoyed watching me rot in there, didn't you? Frankly, Alias, if I'm being entirely honest, no, of course not. But then, well, I've got a red core. I'm a locust loyalist. You must think I'm loving this. Perhaps a little bit. Give me one scrap of information that locusts don't already know. Betray one person. Sacrifice one of your ideals, and we can get you out of here to, well... Some work that you will find much more familiar and agreeable, potentially even for a cause that you have demonstrated an inclination towards. Maybe even some familiar faces. Oh, shut up and just let me talk if you're going to make me talk. Very well. They, they think for a moment, and um, <laughs> they, they, they come upon exactly who they are most excited to betray, and I think we all know who that is. <laughs> Please go. <laughs> so, uh, I do recall you mentioning something about sensibilities, yes? Yes. Your, hmm, how to phrase it, attachment to your ideals and sensibilities is only going to hold you back whichever line of work this leads you to. Oh, I'm not nearly as attached as you think. Then speak. Tell me everything. Have you ever seen a motherfucking green plasticine nightmare walking around? Would you believe that that's not the first time I've heard those words in the last week? Motherfucking, I wouldn't be so surprised. But we have been unable to corroborate anything. In fact, it seems this person has simply vanished from the city entirely. Good riddance. Another account to their actions and guilt would be of great interest to Locus. Great enough to allow me to make arrangements. I'm not sure how guilty you can call something that's completely brainless, but... It's certainly guiltier than I. Speak specifically. I'm pretty sure it killed a fucking knife man. You are talking about Lord Stanley. <laughs> that piece of shit was a lord? If you will sign a statement to the effect that you witnessed the murder of Lord Stanley by... Well, a party of no little consequence. I can assure you that our arrangements will be expedited. I'm not signing shit. And there's the deep sigh he's so so familiar with, hearing from just about everyone he's ever talked to. <laughs> this is the first time that it seems to actually annoy Morgan for real, not just for show. They put their hand to their face and gently ruffle their hair <laughs> with the tips of their fingers. <laughs> What do you uh, want, yeah. Vane? What can I offer you? What could anyone offer you? What could all the factions of the city united with the sole goal of appeasing you offer? What could anything offer you? What do you want? Well, you could start with a little helping of world domination, but I doubt we're going to get that far. How about not spending every moment of the rest of your waking life picking out... 
I don't know, resistors from old scrap. Removal of pain is not reward. Okay. How about visitation? I imagine that if I searched hard enough, I might be able to find parties interested in speaking to you. They wouldn't even have to do so here. They could do so at your new place of residence where you work for me directly. I'm imagining a very fun character arc now with Arlias as a double agent, so I'm going to go along with this. <laughs> I, I I can see that being entertaining. They they they're clearly getting irritated if they if they weren't clearly irritated enough already. Sorry, why has Arlias Vade not been clearly irritated? They've been mildly irritated at best. Now they're I'd say majorly irritated. Their usually steepled fingers have turned into like hooked claws and and they're sort of their tail is lashing very irritably. They look like they could kill a person with their glower, but unfortunately for them they're still handcuffed. So that's not going to be happening. They lean in a little further and in a very low voice say, Give me some real incentive. I can bring you to instant salutes. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> See, I'm struggling with that because I don't know if they really had any attachment to any of them. If they did, it was instance. How about this? I can bring you to instant salutes and you will be able to see that they have a fucking mullet now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> now that's the sort of compensation we're talking, baby. Do we have at least a temporary agreement? How about this? You sign on with me for six months, and if you find that it's not to your taste, we can simply send you to prison. Those are your choices. I will say you're not very good at persuasion, but I'll take your little offer. Excellent. Now, if you'll just sign here, 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 initial here, and thumbprint here. They do sign, but they also make sure to draw a very crude little penis in the corner of every single one of their signatures. (laughs) Just as one last gesture of fuck this. Agent Morgan very distinctly doesn't notice. Very pointedly doesn't notice. Very deliberately doesn't notice. Excellent. Now, if you'll come with me. And we'll end the episode there. Holy shit, Goji, we just did a bottle episode. A bottle episode, wow. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. (laughs) Arlius is such a piece of shit. I'm so sorry they were so uncooperative. No, I had a lot of fun with this. As usual, we went into this with minimal preparation. Me and Goji didn't really discuss this at all beforehand. I don't have a plan. So it was interesting to just kind of get in character for an hour. Yeah, that was fucking fun. All right. Well, thank you so, so much for listening. Next week, we are going to be seeing how Eamon and sensibility ask you deal with the bullshit (laughs) the bullshit yeah i am distinctly aware that we've only covered the first two and a half months of this six month time skip for alias but trust me it's gonna work out i'll tentatively put my trust in you yeah yeah why not uh yeah thank you very much for listening we'll see you next time bye oh and check out our patreon it's really cool 